Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray. Why, hello, episode six. God. Who would have thought, Rachi? I know, we've made it this long. I'm so proud of us, Paul. Uh, now, last week, as you know, we brought you the program live asterisks from the, uh, you know, Drunken Sailor Lane uh-huh, at, yep. uh, at the Hunter Valley. This was a podcast that we did just before going and seeing oh. John Farnham, Lionel Richie. Let us dissect. Oh. John Farnham. Now, for all of you who want to do the smart assery about him retiring all the time, mm. um, yes, he did a show called The Last Time, but that was the last time he was going to play arenas. arenas okay? Yeah. He's not finished. He's not retired. He doesn't care about that anymore. That guy, 10 out of 10. Oh. Amazing. Honest to God, one of I think that that was the best concert experience of my life to date, especially because we knew all the words. Yeah. We're singing. People are up on their feet, dancing <laughs> in the aisles. I mean, he literally walked out. The beginning of a song would start and everybody's jumping up. Yeah. And then Lionel Richie came oh, out. Oh, what God. a disappointment. But what are just a slices of ham, fake American, mm. you know, gig number 9,821. Mm. Just and it was like the energy wise, Lionel Richie goes before uh, before John Farnham, but clearly ego wise, Lionel don't go first. No, because out came Lionel, and it was all this must be a really great night for you guys, (laughs) for you, for for us, really, (laughs) isn't Lionel? It was so clear he was just working to a script because at one point he said, "I see you guys are really loving the Commodore's gear, so I'm going to go back to it." I was like. Have you been looking at this crowd? Yeah. I don't think anybody stood up for one Commodore's yeah, song. There was about as much movement on your face as there was <laughs> in the crowd. Those cheekbones. Oh, stop it. Oh, really? I mean, it gets to a point, you know, John comes out, lost a lot of weight, looking really good, yeah. but he comes out as a bloke who's paying, you know, poking fun at his receding hairline and the loss of hair on yeah. the top of his head. He's a natural guy. He has a pair of lungs that are still as beautiful yeah. as the day he started on stage. And he's a real performer. And then you come out and you go, how am I supposed to take this guy seriously? Sure, I loved all night long. I want to be dancing on the ceiling. But I can't look at <laughs> Who you. Who doesn't these Who days? Who doesn't these days? But I can't look at you with your fillers in your cheekbones mm. and all of the work that you've had done and go, I'm taking you seriously. But also the thing that threw me off, and, and again, the great difference between somebody ageing gracefully or disgracefully, mm-hmm. uh, depending on which Granny Mae's store you've just been to, <laughs> is that and Lionel Richie was... Uh, John Farnham has basically the same band, the same backup mm-hmm. singers that were there in the 80s, like the bloke with the ponytail. Yep, no yep. ponytail, but he's still there. Yeah, yeah. Looked a little bored, but he still <laughs> was there, right? And then Lionel Richie, though, has that very, oh, I want to say American thing, but that kind of piss-weak thing when an older person surrounds themselves with the cool of oh, the day. Yeah. So there was like a guy with the hipster glasses, the mm. person with the beanie, oh, and it's summer. I know. It's it, summer. It was. I mean, we're all there in shorts because it's the height of summer, and old mate comes out with his saxophone and a woolen beanie <laughs> yeah. and you just think you know and he's got the sort of glasses on and the hipster skinny jeans and you just go okay you are committing too much to a look because it is sweaty out here and as soon as he walked out I was thinking to myself I'll put money on the fact he's a cue ball oh there. yeah absolutely and next thing you know Bang. 15 minutes
minutes later, Moby's on stage, you know. <laughs> he's out there, he's got no hair under there. But you just, you're right. John has stuck with the same people since the very beginning and you get a real sense that they love to perform together. And then Lionel gets on stage with these young upstarts and starts telling us all what a good time we're having. Thanks, Lionel. I reckon I could pick that up myself, mate. <laughs> what about the paper? What about it? Like, what about this? I've, I've seen the papers tomorrow. It's going to say Hunter Valley out of control. <laughs> Oh, God. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Just had to have a little lie down uh, reminiscing about how out of control things got thanks to the wonderful Lionel Richie. By the way, before we move mm. on, the one thing I, well, one of the many things I really dug, how awesome was it? Mm. You, uh, uh, Sean, Dan, the four of us, arm in arm singing and dancing oh. and that was all great. And then sort of needlessly bashing each other's hips. Oh, yeah. My it was poor, very thin wife, I think, is rather bruised. I think she was bruised. But I also did like the fact that there were a lot of people sort of around about the 50 to 60 age range around us who kept looking over and, and sort of saying, you guys look like you're having a really great time. Yeah, and yeah. we were, and but, we were. But also, except however, oh, you know. Let's go into this. Look, yes. if you're at a concert, if mm. you're at a concert and there were the people in front of us, older than us, sitting there, not moving, not singing, not anything, they turned around and cracked it at us for singing. Yeah. We were singing at the top of our lungs yeah. because guess what? The speakers are quite loud <laughs> yeah. and the assumption is nobody can hear, yes. right? Okay, and they go, and they turn around and say, well, we didn't pay to see you sing. Oh. We're here to watch John sing. Oh. Of which my suggestion is go home and watch a <laughs> DVD. <laughs> yeah. Because seriously. It's part of the experience. And everybody else is singing and everybody else is having a good time. And if you are angry about your life, then don't take it out on us. Yeah, correct. You know? Anyway, what I wanted to bring up was uh, the uh, ATM situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, at one point when we arrived, thought uh, I would go and get us a, you know, a bottle of wine. and w- Well, mostly yourself. Mostly myself. Yeah, um, just check. Didn't need a glass, just drank it with a straw. Saturday lunch. <laughs> and so I went up to the line. Now, in the year 2014, why are we at any event or any shop or anywhere... Doing cash only. Oh, bizarre. Honest to God. I mean, seriously, even the Thai restaurant up the road does cash only. And I think to myself, yeah. what are you, how much are you laundering? Well, exactly. You know? Cash only means dodgy. Oh, dodgy. Absolutely. And, and we're not suggesting that about that uh, clearly very rich and easily to sue us company. <laughs> no. but, but, uh, but it is a little odd. Yes, because who brings cash anywhere? I don't walk around with cash anymore. I have a credit card in my wallet. That's what I, I use. I don't wear a watch. I don't wear, carry cash. Exactly. So I went up to the line, which was was ridiculous and snaked out all the way and was a really long wait. So then you had to get through the line to the ATM before you could get to the bar. Now, the line was moving at a pace that could only be described as glacial. Dare I say, it was moving at a pace of middle-aged people who don't know how to use ATMs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, um, withdrawal. Um, oh, do I want to pay the $2.55? Oh, oh. People, please. Just, yeah, How just, have we not got this down to oh. 60 seconds in and out? And the other problem was that for a crowd of 19,000 people, they had two ATMs and one was broken. <laughs> <laughs> so 
it was a ridiculously long and drawn out process. Except, you know what? We're in the Hunter Valley. We're having a great time. There's music playing. Some dude's down doing the warm-up act. It's glorious sunshine. Everybody's kicking around. We've got to wait in line. There's nothing we can do about mm-hmm. that, right? So I'm standing there. I'm going, sure, I'd like to be down there with my buds having a bit of a laugh. But I've got to stand here. So I may as well just have a look around. You know, I can maybe peruse the old food things, think about what I want to do. I'll make the most of my time in the line. And there was one of those blokes behind me who just feels the need to commentate every mm. second what's going on in oh. his head. Was he a huffer as well? Oh, God. What are these people mm. achieving? Please, please. Why is anybody huffing and puffing? It just moved on from, it began as, ugh, <laughs> oh, God. And then it was like, ugh. Are you serious? Oh. Like, just sh- and I'm thinking to myself, just shut up, just shut up. Anyway, eventually, at the end, it, it, it moved to, oh, I'm losing the will to live. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. How is any of this gear making a line but, move quicker? But also, I mean, that's right up there with uh, with when you're standing across the street and you just think as many times as you hit the oh, button, yeah, yeah, somehow yeah. the lights will t- change yeah. for you. But also... It's a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. No one's rushing anywhere. Mm-hmm. You're at the concert. Yep. There's nothing else to do. No. I get it if it's in the city and it's five to four and the bank's about to close mm-hmm. that maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe sort of the more irrational sort of like, oh, mate, I'm just a minute late. Like, okay, I get all that. But it's a Saturday night. I know. And then let's also talk about the fact that, you know how they give you your bottle of wine now and they won't give you a top to it? Yeah. Because apparently... We're throwing bottles of wine at the stage. Yeah, like yeah. The whole point of that is apparently so that if anybody decides to piff a bottle from the back of the, of the seats, it will empty the liquid and yeah. so it won't be so heavy when it hits the stage. <laughs> Who is going to a John Finham and Lionel Richie concert and piffing full bottles but of wine? Who's going to a winery to throw wine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, part of the fun of this show, of course, is that I get to say all the stuff I can't normally say on the telly over there at Sky News. Oh, you Sitting around with me, best buddy. you got to check out the show, PM Live, 9pm. Oh, I love you, especially when you're wearing something that loose. <laughs> oh, really? I've dressed up for the occasion, haven't I? When Paulie came to my door, I said... I could not have put less effort into my appearance. <laughs> no, it's good. This is when you know you are truly good buds. Comfortable. That, I mean, we've travelled a lot. We've been overseas together. We've seen the worst of each other. We have been in Texas together where we've both plugged the toilet <laughs> so that we needed to get somebody with a plunger out. Two separate toilets. Two separate toilets. So I feel I can wear this dress uh, and not have to worry about well, it. No, I think you just look lovely. Oh, thank you. You really do. Because I think it's a little bit like you know when they say, oh, you don't just... Don't just marry someone, you've got to live with them first. Exactly. And I'm just road testing on the behalf of all other blokes. <laughs> it's good. Pretty good. Like a morning girl. Good to know. Pretty good, good looking know. lady. Now, um, I have, uh, well, not me, but I found a little website that I'm going to do a little tutorial with you. Oh, excellent. Um, I think as the young people say, I got a little something something. <laughs> Is that it? I got a little something yep, something. Yeah, a little something something. Yeah. All right. But Rachel, I'm going to send you an email from one side of the desk to the other. <laughs> 
Okay, here we go. All right, I'm going to send okay. you a little email. This is exciting. This is when the internets and podcasting combine. This is when we work out how good your Wi-Fi network is. Oh, okay. One one thousand two, two one thousand three. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Open right. it up. Zimbio, who is your celebrity boyfriend? Hey, how good is this? Now all you have to do is, uh, yeah, you, you, we'll put the link up on our, our Facebook page. So we're both going to hit begin quiz and let's work out who our celebrity boyfriend. Oh, is. La, la. Okay, like, Who comes up with these things? I don't know. I'm assuming lonely women, but uh, <laughs> very, very lonely. Do you think anybody takes it seriously, though? Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so we've both got it here? Yes. All right. Oh, all right. Begin quiz. Woo! You can play along at home if you want. First question, what kind of commitment level are you looking for? A, a hot fling. B, someone to date regularly, but let's not put labels on it. I'm thinking that's rage. <laughs> A committed relationship or somebody to marry ASAP. Okay, well, I'm not a crazy female, so no. it's not the ASAP marriage. No. I don't want a hot fling because you know I'm all about the emotional connection. <laughs> Sadly. So it's somewhere in... I feel like I should say a committed relationship because, I, you know, but I don't... But you like the whole are we, aren't we, do we, don't we... But I don't like a label that's true. Mm. But I, if I'm dating somebody regularly, then I want to know at least they want to see me or a option bit more. option E, endlessly indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> this is a celebrity boyfriend <laughs> quiz, right? Okay. It's not an actual... <laughs> I want... Am I allowed to have a committed relationship? Yes, go okay, for it. Okay, all right. I'll have a committed all right, relationship. I'm going for, I'm going for somebody flick. to marry... Yeah, a hot flick. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's treat this like I would normally. All right. Now, uh, Rach, your perfect okay. boyfriend is... Super hot. B, super smart. C, super funny. D, super buff. E, super talented. You're going talented. I'm going talented. You're going talented. What are you right. going? I'm going hard. <laughs> Uh, pick, pick a dessert. A dessert. <laughs> what? Hang on, what? So a cookie, on. an apple pie, a cupcake, an ice cream, or coconut. What the hell does or this? Or cronut. Ha- sorry. Well, how, what the hell does this have to do with? I don't know, but apparently there's no gluten-free options in this I know, marriage. How do I? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's assume there's gluten-free cookies. Do they have them? Yeah, they do. But I want a cupcake. Can't we make the cupcake gluten-free? Yes. Okay. Bang. <laughs> All, right, All right, I'm having a cupcake. What are you having? I like ice cream. <laughs> Because you can put saucy toppings on it. <laughs> okay, what's your favourite workout? <laughs> a, dancing. B, pumping iron. C, the stationary bike. <laughs> That's a really rude thing to call me. I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> Please, the term is starfish. <laughs> D, boxing or, or E, yoga. Wow. I'm going to say yoga. Right, okay. I'm going to say dancing because I'm fun and I like, you know, <laughs> dancing and stuff. Oh, another <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm sorry, this was so much faster on my, in I my s- mind. I swear to God, there are less questions when you're doing a, your submission for Mensa, <laughs> you know? Yeah, or even the census. <laughs> exactly. Which are you most scared of? Marriage, getting old, losing my mind, global warming, going <laughs> to jail, I fear nothing. Oh, I fear nothing. I like to dance. <laughs> i got a short skirt on. Um, I'm going to say losing my mind. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Your celebrity boyfriend, Rachel Corbett, is... John Legend. Oh! <laughs> Why? What candlelit dinners and long walks on the beach aren't just a myth with this classy guy? The legend is all about the romance. He'll melt your heart when he sits down at the piano and sings you a song for oh. soul about you. So bring the tissues oh. for something else. <laughs> Uh, George Clooney. Oh, really? So apparently if you make the most vapid answers you possibly can, you have no interest in commitment and you want to be done in a year, George Clooney. Plenty of free Nespresso, though. <laughs> you can 
guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach? Yes? Can I take my shirt off? It's quite hot. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to. It is really hot. Oh, put your hand under there. No, oh, I'm really hot. hot too. And I was actually going to just say if I could get a towel because the seats, they don't have any cushion or material on them and my legs are very sweaty. Well, yes, it's a sweaty room. It's a really sweaty it, room, it isn't it? Be. And I thought we'd be better off in here because we're opening the windows, but we're both sort of self-sourcing puddings. Yeah, it's a northern Queensland room. Yeah, <laughs> it is. The Queensland room. Hey, I have a question for Paulie. No. Um, <laughs> and uh, actually, I might have two questions for Paulie in the questions for Paulie segment. I'll allow you three. Will you? Well, I have to come up with another one then. Okay, question one. Yes. Do you think in the makeup industry they have a dictionary that is different to the Oxford English Dictionary? And I'm referring to one uh, word in particular. Do you think that they have a different definition for the word natural? <laughs> yes. Because yes, it ain't orange. I have done three segments on telly this week, and every single time I sit in a makeup chair and I say the same thing. You know me, P. Murray. I do not wear makeup. I wear a bit of tinted moisturizer, mm. some mascara at a stretch. Correct. And that to me is makeup gun set to whore. Correct. You know, that is <laughs> that is the upper limit yeah. of what I can do. And every single time I sit down, I say natural, and I come out. Looking like Carlotta Circa Lay's Girls. See, no, see, I thought you looked quite beautiful on, on the because this week you did Studio 10, mm-hmm. you did a uh, bit of morning show. A bit of morning show and uh, and the project as well. Oh, hello, my round. love. Exactly. No, you looked great. I thought you looked good in all of it. Really? The problem, the thing is, though, the weird thing about TV makeup mm. is uh, because the lights are so crazy, they you have to look so orange to look normal. So on camera, it looks good. In application, it ain't natural. No, no, it's definitely not natural. And, and and especially when the ladies always say to me, oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. So you don't want much makeup, you don't want anything. And then I sort of say, look, you are the professional. I yeah. will leave you in myself in your hands. I'll just look down at my computer, I'll do my work, and I'll just look up when you're done. And invariably, you look up when you're done, and all of a sudden, I have these giant dark eyes. Yeah. I look like a, you know, a panda. I've got the sort of drag queen <laughs> makeup on. And then at that point, it's... It's like the hairdressing situation. When at the end they say, do you like it? Who in their right mind is saying no? A, what are you going to do, stick the hair back on? Yeah, yeah. But B, I always say, yeah, yeah, it's great. And the number of times that I've left a hairdressing salon got, uh-huh. or a makeup chair and thought, I want some facial wipes yeah. and a wig. But also, and, and then you just, you end up sort of mucking it up. You oh, just go, absolutely. fingers through the hair, see what happens. So many people turn up to hairdressing salons and love the way that they leave. I've never <laughs> liked the way my hair has looked when I've left a hairdressing salon. Hey, baby doll. <laughs> Okay, question number two that has nothing to do with that in questions for Paulie. Yep. Why is it embarrassing when your umbrella turns inside out? (laughs) (laughs) Because I think people think you're trying to pick up SBS. (laughs) (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. How are you feeling about the missing plane business? Okay, I am absolutely blown away that in a day and age where we can actually discern what the last thing a person ate was when they were mummified in Egyptian pharaoh (laughs) times, that we cannot find a giant plane full of people that went down somewhere. But you know the bizarre thing is, I reckon that there are two countries that have the ability to do it and do it in about five minutes, Mm. but... They don't want to show the other one what they've got. So you've got like China and America would like as if they couldn't just sit there and go, 
done. Okay, found it. Yes, like, exactly. But they don't want to tell the other guy that they've got that technology. And PS is so so. You know, God love them. Vietnam and Malaysia are trying to do it, and I don't know about the Vietnamese, but I'm pretty sure they're not leading the space race. <laughs> and what about surely, like Richard Branson or James Cameron, are down somewhere in the Spanish <laughs> trench or like circling around down there? They can just whiz over and have a quick look around where where the plane's gone down. I yeah. mean, they're you know they're always in a bloody submarine. But it's just but but what is also amazing is the number of things that across the week some really dark stuff comes out about mm. what people's theories are mm. about this, that and the other. But then also the bit that I find weird is, you know, that like when I flew recently from Sydney to Melbourne, in the documentary section, they had air crash disasters. No, 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 no. And no, I'm not no. joking. This was actually available on a plane. <laughs> that is That's not, not fair. acceptable. No. I don't even want to watch that on solid ground, yeah. let alone in a plane when I can see all of the stuff that goes wrong. But what's particularly douchey about that move is if you're sitting there watching airplane disasters while on a plane, you know the person next to you can see the screen. <laughs> yeah. Like you might be, oh, flying. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm awesome. I can do this with my eyes closed. And invariably, you are sitting next to somebody who's sort of shaking. And the other, the I'm not even going to watch the television in case it crashes. <laughs> the us. other thing that happens when you're watching, because quite often I'll take a little DVD or something and watch a little something on the plane. On a little my something, laptop. something. A little something, something, as the young kids say. And the number of times that I've sort of watched, you know, a Breaking Bad or a Sons of Anarchy <laughs> or even a Downton Abbey at times, and you sort of get to a point and all of a sudden the sex scene rolls in. <laughs> oh. yeah. And it is a mad rush to... I have not worked out what the best thing is. Usually... I when I start up the DVD player on my computer, I also start up a blank word document, <laughs> <laughs> and I keep I don't keep the screen at maximum size. I keep it at sort of you know at sort of a size where if the sex scene comes up, I can just quickly hit on the word document and bring that up, and then start to pretend to type, listen to the sex scene until I know it's done, <laughs> and then bring the DVD back. Up. Well, the trap for young players uh, was that I was on a plane from Canberra to Sydney and I had my iPad. I pulled my iPad out of my bag. I'm sitting next to a bloke who was in the army and we had a little bit of a chat about, oh, mate, thank you for your service. How good's this? I just go, bang, hit the old passcode. There's the porno that I was looking at in the hotel room. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Um, I would like to um, ask you a question, Paulie. Well, hang on. We have a whole section for this. I know, I know, and I've buggered it up, so I could have gotten to three questions in the questions for Paulie segment, but I'll just do it now, and that is, why is it seen as a privilege to be somebody's bridesmaid? Oh, yes, yes. Can I say, I understand that from a friendship point of view, if you think that you are, you know, good enough friends with someone to say, I want you to be the maid of honour, the bridesmaid, that's a beautiful thing. That is wonderful, and I cannot fault that at all. However... Why then does said privilege cost you more money mm. than any kind of privilege should cost? <laughs> but, but okay, help me out with the etiquette here. I always thought it was up to the bride to purchase the dresses of the bridesmaids. Apparently not. So hang on, so what? So your friend asks you, be bridesmaid, and here's, I don't know, um, you know, 
um, apricot mm. that you have to that <laughs> yeah. you would never wear in public again. That's going to cost you a few hundred bucks. Yes, and we all know that there, there are a lot of bridezillas out there that it's my special day. No. And so, of course, you know the number of times that friends of mine have been part of weddings where they have had to go and purchase a dress that is a colour and style they will never mm. wear again. Correct. My idea is if I'm going to ask you to come to my wedding, then I will pay for the dress that you wear. And if I'm not going to pay for it, which I just think mm. is ridiculous, then you can wear whatever the hell you like. Absolutely. You know, because it should not cost you money to come and celebrate my special day. Seriously, if anybody can hear what's going on in the background here, it is like Eastern Greek raceway. <laughs> yeah. But you know the funny thing, on the bloke side of things, if ever you wanted proof that God's a man, I think the only expectation from uh, grooms and their blokes, mm-hmm. cufflinks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's it. Like, literally, like, cufflinks. Let's go to the tie rack yeah. or pick one, yank, 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 finished. You're doing manis and petties oh, and... And dresses and... So, even when there are events and things like that on and you think, as a woman, oh, God, I've got to get a new bloody dress. I have to work out mm. what I'm going to wear. Dude whips out the same suit he's been wearing for 10 years. Done. Yeah, that and when you really need to go to the toilet while driving. <laughs> God is a man. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Uh, we don't do Instagram, do we? Yeah, we do have an Instagram oh, account. I was but about to hook into Instagram. No, no, no. Well, you we can do. hook in. Yeah, but we've only got like six photos on there. Well, okay. No, 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 no. No, I support Instagram <laughs> fully. <laughs> Operation <Rage>. Mop Up. <laughs> yeah. No, my thing is, is that I, uh, I've tried mm. to enter the world of Instagram. Yes. Uh, and I just don't get it. Yeah. Look, I would have to. Agree like, I love with my you. tweets. Mm-hmm. I love my tweets, and. There must be a way that you can do Instagram. I just think that I'm... I don't believe when I'm doing things in normal everyday life that people need a photo of me going about my day. I'm not a selfie person. I've never taken a selfie in my life. I'll take a selfie if there's someone else in it. And we're sort of taking photos of it. But I can't imagine, you know, all these Instagram pages that people have and they put their outfit on and they take a shot of themselves in the mirror... If I did that, I would have my classic levitating moment where I would look down at myself and think, you're a f***ing idiot, put the camera away and get on with, you know, the business of your day. Correct. Well, somebody who I would imagine uh, may have that little floating moment every now and then, Rachel, check your instant message. We're getting very technical this evening because I'm sending you pictures of a new celebrity with a brand new look and it is a terrible look. Oh, my God. (laughs) Behold Renee Zellweger. Oh. Oh my God, that doesn't even look like her. What has happened to her? Now, this is it. Now, remember she sort of was a bit <gasps> squinty and cat's bummy. Oh, my God. How would you describe this look to people? Because She is on the way to Bride of Wildenstein. <laughs> <gasps> her little man with the iron mask. Although, the thing is, is, when I had a look at her, there's a first, there's a top photo. We will post this up on our page mm-hmm. for you to go, hot or not. You know. <laughs> not. But she sort of looks a bit plump, a little... It's just, it's a weird look. I feel like we have had so much plastic surgery go before us that... You know, to still be walking into the plastic surgeon's office and saying, I want more, 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 even though you have seen all of those terrible horror stories, why is anybody doing it? The only person I would say that has plastic surgery that looks delightful is Demi Moore. Whoever her guy is, I would go to him because she actually genuinely looks like you know, pretty good and she doesn't look plastic. Well, and part of her regime is to have youthful injections. (laughs) Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page.
if you've got the podcast, you've probably got the Facebook page, but just go searching for Paul and Rach. The whole point is this. We love to chat with you, not just like in your ears, but like via your eyes. Love it, exactly. And that is why we do a segment called Paul and Rach's Mailbag. (laughs) (laughs) This this is not the sound I require. Hell. Okay. Uh, okay. That'll have to do. Uh, big shout out to Luke slash Ducks. Another one of those situations where he put a name in that didn't match the email address. And you know I love calling you guys out. Hello, the Ducks. He uh, he wanted to say that he's loving the podcast and we, we love, love you. you. Uh, Listen to them all in a row, uh, all at once. Wow, yeah, you binged on I us. I know, binged on it from wow. beginning to end. We had um, a friend, by the way, incidentally, who said, oh, I've only listened to episode two and I don't understand what the serial killer is. Look, it's pretty simple. You do the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> the second episode, and then you catch up. And you rightly so said that the podcast is like a, a TV series. Yeah. You know, you have to approach it in the same way. You have to start from the beginning and move through to the end. And if you miss things from episode one, you don't understand them in ep three, well, you got to be in it to win it. And God knows if the production values of the Paul and Rage podcast mm-hmm. are not up there with House of Cards. Oh, my God. <laughs> to, David Fincher is doing this right now. To begin with, we always do the podcast with all of the lights off <laughs> <laughs> in true House of Cards style. Uh, now, Lukey has said that he's loving the show. We're loving you, Lukey. But he wanted uh, me to talk about a story that he'd seen that he found quite amusing, which was a little tale from Italy of a 70-year-old man. Oh, it hit me. I don't know if you've heard of this, but... Uh, Italy, this... yes. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Wonderful region. Uh, this is uh, a story of a man who's 70, a bit lonely, you know, oh. didn't have a girlfriend, thought, oh, I'd like to go out somewhere. Uh, I might ring an escort agency. Yeah, well, some people do that. Good luck to you. Good luck to you, you know. Okay. So he ordered an escort through this escort agency and the escort was just in the neighbouring town in this oh, area. Oh, isn't that convenient? Very convenient. Isn't that lovely? Very convenient. Did they have a ramp or stairs? <laughs> she turns up at the door. She rings the doorbell. He's all excited. He's a 70-year-old man about to go on a date with a beautiful young woman. She's South American. I mean, we all love a good South American chick. Yes. You know, Especially the, if I'm getting an escort, apparently. You know the South American ladies in the Miss World competition, they're always the best, so she turns up, she rings the doorbell. He's popped a couple of Viagra. He's oh, no. ready. Well, he's pre-ready. <laughs> I'm assuming. Well, hang on. Don't they go out to dinner first? Yes, of course they do. Of okay, course right, they right, do. Good. He's opened the door and standing there in the door is a beautiful South American woman who he immediately recognises as his 40-year-old son's girlfriend. <laughs> oh! <laughs> awesome! Awesome. So the reason this happened four years ago, but the reason that the story is coming out now is because in the crazy bullshit world that this has become, there's a court case because the son is suing his father for mental injury. Stop it. Stop it. Honest to God. This started out as one of those things where I thought, you know, father and son could have a hobby. I mean, share an interest. (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Breaking news, Rach. <laughs> Breaking news. Yes. Uh, guess what's coming to Australia? Oh, God, what? Barbie the Musical Live. <laughs> oh, this... I'm putting this in the Disney on Ice category. Now... Oh, why is anybody seeing Barbie the Musical? Okay, here's the bit that I find a bit strange. Barbie as best as I understand, wasn't a cartoon. It's just a doll, doll right? Yeah. It's never said a word in its life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a house. It's got a mound for genitals. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like yes, yes, yes. Like, okay, that's it. 
What is there to sing about? Like the only thing that I can really imagine is her sort of sitting down, maybe outside the Barbie fun house, <laughs> you know, on the stairs, looking quite forlorn mm. and sort of breaking into some kind of... My boyfriend has no penis. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. I am always interested in people who link their Facebook accounts up to everything that they've got going on in the world so that their news feed updates you on everything. I, as a general rule, will always turn the link to Facebook off. And if I ever kind of log on to something and it says, this needs to access your Facebook account, I have a small sort of allergic reaction inside because I don't like the idea of anything linking up to my Facebook. Well, you sort of feel a little bit like you're being monitored. Yes. Like you're being watched. And also, when you sign up to a game on your mobile phone and it says, do you want to link it to your Facebook account? No. Well, this is the thing that I am uh, particularly concerned about because, you know, the other day I pop on Facebook, I look at the feed and I think, why in God's name do I need to be informed that Jessica has mixed a combination on Candy Crush? Oh, stop it. This stop is, it. Candy Crush is updating every time oh. you make a move on the game. No, 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 no. Now, now okay, is Candy Crush the game that we were talking about the other night where you can buy levels? Yes. i tell you what Candy Crush is. They should rename it to Candy Crack <laughs> because that stuff, if I could mainline Candy Crush, I would mainline it. But I would snort it. I would do... Really? I, I cannot get enough of that game. See, I'm not being snooty. It's just every time I've seen it, I've gone, Tetris. No, it's not Tetris. It's so much more than Tetris. It's lollies. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay so, I mean, look, I know this is ridiculous and you kind of... Imagine you're talking to an old man, mm-hmm. an old bearded man mm-hmm. who whinges about politics mm-hmm. on television, okay? Mm-hmm. How does it work? Okay, so basically, it's sort of like bejeweled but better. You know, it's sort of match three of the same thing and they disappear. Oh, yeah. But then you can get all sorts of different lollies that when you mix them, they shoot out in different directions. Oh. And they, there's all of these exciting things. But the great thing about it is, and I don't mean great from my perspective as a player, I mean great from the creator's perspective, is that you get five free lives, but then you get a little addicted and you lose your five free lives and for the tiny bargain price of 99 cents, no, you can buy another five lives. Look me in the eye, have you ever done that? I've never bought five lives because, let me tell you, the podcast listener, the Candy Crush secret. Oh, hang on. If, She's whispering now. This is a little sexy. If you run out of your five lives, you can just move your time forward on your phone <laughs> and it will give you another five lives. <laughs> so you go into your clock settings, yes. forward an hour, and yes. you trick the game. Yes, I do. And I have learned the hard way. Let me tell you what not to do. Make sure you set the clock back because me and my roommate in our worst of the Candy Crush addicted stages were just continually moving the clock and the date forward Mm. so that we could get more and more and more lives. Her brother was so addicted, his clock was forward about three to four months. (laughs) He stopped getting all emails, texts, everything because his whole phone was out of sync because apparently in his phone it was June 19, even though in reality it was three months prior. And it would explain your recent Facebook feed, which simply said, Rachel Corbett is a tight-ass addict. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. This week, big sporting event, Rach, and I know you love your sporting events. 
big uh, sporting event. What do you reckon it is? Is it the only one I know because I had to do the Metro Whip on the project on Friday night is um, GWS versus the Swans at 4.40 at uh, Sydney Olympic Park? No. Oh. Uh, the Australian Grand Prix is, oh. uh, yeah, is a run and done in Melbourne. Part of that is the Celebrity Race. Oh, God, yes. Now, this is a perennial. It might seem a little 101, but... I've had a pretty solid look at the list of people who are in this. Now, I am not suggesting that either Rachel or I would define ourselves as celebrities, Mm. but I do have some question about some of the people who have made it to the list of this year's Celebrity Challenge drivers. Take me through it. Okay. You tell me who these people are, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Who is Adam De Silva? I have no idea. <laughs> who is Alex Chumpy Poulin? <laughs> what? He's the guy who was, the, the I, I think, the snowboarder from the Winter Olympics. Oh, okay, okay right. Okay, yeah. Brett Emerton. Who's that? Soccer player. Okay. Uh, Clint Stanaway. Who's that? Correct. <laughs> Lauren Phillips. Who's? Lydia Lasilla. <laughs> She's a she's a, a Winter Olympian. Uh, Megan Washington. Oh, she's a musician. I know her. Okay. Yeah, she's she's an indie muso. Okay. Oh, so so, <laughs> so to get a Triple J cred up, she's going in. Yeah, in the, in the Mazda race. Three Celebrity Challenge. <laughs> Nothing says hipster cred like a Mazda Three. What yeah. she put like a Save the Whale sticker on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry Lee Biggs. Shirley. Is that the trainer from The Biggest Loser? Her name sounds familiar, though. But my point here is, do you remember when the celebrity race of the Grand Prix was... Celebrities? Yeah, well, <laughs> correct. Firstly, a couple of footy players, mm-hmm. couple of, a couple of musos, mm-hmm. you know, Barnsley gives it a go, yep. and a penthouse pet. Yeah. Like, throw in a penthouse pet. So the only name you didn't know, mm. you would, in whatever the equivalent in 1991 was, mm. you'd Google and go, oh, now I'm a fan. Mm. You know, I've got an interesting story uh, about the Grand Prix uh, years and years and years ago. I worked in Melbourne. I was doing a radio show down there and we did a live outside broadcast from the Grand Prix. And so they set us up in a little demountable oh, down there. Um, and, you know, we're down there pretty early because we the, sh- the breakfast show started at 6am. So we were down there at 5.30. And, of course, nothing on the grounds opens until kind of 8 o'clock or whatever. Probably um, 11. <laughs> <laughs> 11, exactly. Uh, so uh, one of the great highlights of my professional career was when uh, my co-host at the time needed to go to the toilet and there were no toilets open um, and in his haste to try and find somewhere to go to it he pooed his pants <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach friendship is a beautiful thing isn't it just hey Murray Thank I you. will forever be grateful for our friendship Mwah. Uh, right back at you. You know, moments like last weekend when we're singing away at John Farnham, you think, God, I'm so glad that I have these people in my life. <laughs> and, you know, it's quite hard to find good people, mm. you know. I would say as a 33-year-old woman now, oh. I turned 33 during the you week. You did too. How have I went the... I forgot. I forgot. So now as a 33-year-old woman, I will say that it has genuinely taken a big portion of my life to find the handful of people that I know will be with me till the day I die. Can I introduce you to Christian Mingle? Uh, (laughs) Great website, good people, and sometimes... People are just looking for friendship, Rachel. Well, let me tell you about what you can do if you're looking for friendship now because oh, no. there is a new website. No, there's not. 
called Rent a Friend. Oh, d- no, that's yeah. even worse. Now, you think in the times in your life, and we've all been through them, where mm. you wonder whether there is anybody in your phone that you can call. You scroll through, you Isn't look at terrible? all the names, that and is... you don't want to call a single person. We've all been there, yeah, right? Yeah, that is, that, is, that is nightly. It's... And I'm going like, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. But genuinely, anybody that says that they haven't had that sensation is, is just yeah, bullshitting. Long. Yeah, completely. Because long. there have been moments in my life where I've just felt there is no one there. And, you know, those are pretty terrible times, you yeah. know? And so I'm sure there would be plenty of people out there that wouldn't have had the good fortune of finding those people in their life that they genuinely trust and they want to be around. But can I tell you what I wouldn't do if I was that person? I would not go to rent a friend, which <laughs> has just started up in, the, uh, in Australia and is in the US, to pre-register my membership as someone looking for a friend... Mm. To be matched up with somebody who pre-registers themselves as a friend and gets your friendship for the bargain price of $60 an hour. Oh, no. Can you imagine? There is a level of sadness that comes with paying a prostitute by the hour. But I'm going to say... Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. But I'm going to say I would feel worse... Paying a friend yes. 60 bucks an hour to hang out. Yeah. I would happily, I mean, you know. Well, that said, though, there is an informal system that I've always put in place for years. Mm. It's called paying for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Very quick question, Paul Murray. Yes. Uh, you know, Can I touch my toes? No. No, uh, not even close. You know the location section on your Facebook page where you say where you live, where you are, that kind of thing? I generally try not to answer this. I try to keep it as vague as possible. Yeah, I don't either because I am oh, quite... Oh, sorry, I just broke your chair. Oh, good. I'm quite convinced that if you actually put in where you live, that makes you join a group where people can say... I'm just, you know, I'm... Yeah, they turn around and go, yeah. I'm very scared about Facebook and all those kind of things. So I try and keep the information to a minimum. However, a friend friend of mine, maybe uh, eight months ago now, was living in New York. Lived there for six months. So the location on their, that person's page is New York, New York. Cool. Now, how long, when you're out of that place, do you have to change it back because you're no longer Very, New York, New York? Yeah, and I know that that is cool. I mean, it is super cool to have a little search on Facebook. You go, ooh. New York, New York. Well, Sinatra, have a look at you. (laughs) But honestly, there needs to come a time where you go, I ain't in New York anymore. Yeah, correct. Uh, I look, I I don't, I'm not guilty of this in that way, but I am a little bit guilty that I won't tag myself at anything Mm -hmm. unless it's in New York. (laughs) Like, just going, it's like, uh, yeah, just Madison Square Garden. (laughs) But yeah, saying you still live there when you don't, yeah, douche I know. move. I think a couple of weeks is your buffer point, and then okay. you got to change it back. Can you promise? Yeah. To beep the name that I'm about to say to you. Yeah, promise, promise. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Great mutual friend of ours, but geez, doesn't he love rubbing it in everybody's faces that he lives in New York? All right, mate. Congratulations. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. And so, Rachi, the episode comes to a close. Oh, it's over again. Oh. So sad. A couple of quick things, though. A few people write to us and say, why do you do the beeping thing? Oh, that's true. Yes, they um, do. Oh, there's part of us that wants to go super blue, super dirty, whatever, whatever. Mm. But there's just, you know, there are a slew of people who listen to us and you've got to be careful only because there are some people who hate, who love the word and there are some people who hate the word 
Exactly. And we would love the show to be as appealing to as many different people as possible and to not offend. And, I mean, I think you can guess what's going on under the vapes. It's not like we're keeping any secret information from you. Yeah, correct. So apologies to those who would like us to hear us say... Oh, 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 so much beeping. Oh, I've never had so much blood rush through my body. But unfortunately, the beeps are here to stay. And the other one is uh, that uh, Rachel reads a porno. We both love it. It will continue, fingers crossed. But the censors, who might pay my wage, mm-hmm. uh, the censors uh, are making a decision. Yes, yes. We're just making sure that it is uh, the, the right thing to do for our set association with uh, Sky News. Make sure you watch PM Live, 9pm, Eastern Standard Time. God love you. Check it out. Great show. God I tell you, me. sometimes I'm on there. Yeah. It's even greater. You no, should be I on lie. this week, aren't you? Oh, no, I'm not on this week. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> now the, uh... <laughs> so we were thinking, how the hell do we wrap this puppy up uh, in a way? Because, of course, the great thing about the Rachel Reads of Porn segment is it's the perfect way begin it's a big end showstopper <laughs> it's a showstopper uh and we were just having a little reminisce about back in the days of our night show when a, a little woman called susan boyle oh. came to all of our attention and uh, sang a beautiful song and uh, so we thought we might do uh, reminisce because we used to do it a lot on the show we used to sing this song together uh and god knows why but we just need some way to get the f- podcast out <laughs> so here we go p murray i dreamed a dream of dreamy dream you're listening to paul and rach